Guess who? It's me again. It's five o'clock. Do you care what the mainstream media says? What's up, fam? You out there? You listening? to you live from central wisconsin it is the 30th of june down goes another month man holy cow all right guys uh it is it is the last day of june and it is uh somewhat of a somber day just started uh storming here a little bit so hopefully everything will be okay with the stream here today um lots of stuff to get to i got a a packed show so i'm gonna have to hop to it here pretty quick um, it's good to see you guys all out there. Hope all is well. Uh, it is, uh, as we move into July here, uh, we have a lot of amazing things happening in the world. And I'm looking forward to uh, spending the time with you guys and trying to figure out what the hell's going on out there. So looking forward to it, guys. Much love. All right. Um, first things first, uh, we I got, I got all kinds of good stuff to get through. We got the Supreme Court opinions to get to today. We got uh, new stuff coming from Arizona. Uh, some good stuff from um, Yo- Jovan uh, Pulitzer last night and recently, so we got to talk about that stuff. Um, I don't know, all kinds of stuff. I got a lot of good stuff out there today, so we'll get to it here pretty quick. I just want to say hello to all you guys out there. Hope all is well. Thanks for joining us here today. Uh, checking in over at uh, the Foxhole. Thanks for everyone being here today. Do me a favor. Tell a friend, tell a fem member about the Foxhole.app. Tell somebody about it. Grab the link in there. Put it into your favorite social media and say, hey, come check out the Foxhole.app. Great family, great great patriots over there, and a lot of different great content. There's all kinds of great people live right now. UK Neil, 412 and on. Based Amy, Christian Patriot, Mr. C, Drunk Pinata, Chill, Sloan TV. I mean, there's a there's no shortage of, of uh, different content out there, so check that out when you guys get time. And tell a friend or a fan member about it when you guys get time too so appreciate you guys i see you guys working your way in here today lots of stuff to get to indeed a full a full packed show today everything uncensored abe over at uncensoredabe.com much love guys uh check out the, the podcast is on pod podbean iheart apple google spotify pick one anyone telegram true social links are at the very top right there you can watch the show directly from the website or you can uh check out uh foxhole d live twitch Rumble, Cloud Hub, Tiger Network, every day, Monday through Friday, 5 Eastern, 4 Central. Check it out when you guys get time, and I appreciate you guys uh, always kind of going to the website when you guys get time and, you know, checking out what's, what's new over there. So thank you very much for uh, for everything you guys do. I appreciate you guys very much. If you want to help keep the lights on, cash at PayPal, Patreon, and help buy me a coffee. I could use a cup of coffee. I got my tea out today. 
my Arnold Palmer today instead of uh, instead of coffee. But I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for all your support. Um, we can't do it without you guys. Can't keep the lights on without you guys. But I appreciate you guys very much. Don't forget to check out mypillow.com backslash Abe. They have a flash sale on pillows going on right now, so check that out when you guys get time. If you guys are looking for some pillows or some uh, some um, you know my pillows uh, my my pillow style stuff, slippers, uh, sh- bed sheets, towel sets, things like that, all kinds of good stuff on the website. So check it out when you guys get time. Mypillow.com backslash Abe. I appreciate all you guys out there. I mean, I've seen the the, the sales reports come in. It's been pretty consistent. So thank you guys so much. It's it's going to be tough to keep a sponsor like them uh, to keep you know to keep the <laughs> the the um make it worth their while, so to speak, but, uh, we'll do what we can. We appreciate you guys very much. And that's uh, the many ways you can help support. I appreciate you guys very much. The best way you can help support, honestly, is just help tell somebody about what we're trying to do over here. I appreciate you guys very much. Facebook, true social and gab links are at the very bottom, as well as the email address and the PO box. If you want to send me something uncensoredave.com is where you can find everything you need to find. Appreciate you guys. Good to see you guys working your way in here today. Maga for life. Uh, Polidius is in the house. Thank you for everything you do. I appreciate you. Oh, who cares? News. Good to see you, my friend. Patriot drummer, Bench Toria. Brew 52. Yes, indeed. We were going to get through a lot of stuff today. Um, hey, uh, you want, you can do Aqua Razor after your show. <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. Right. Yeah. Here. Um, We'll be back next week with uh, with Zach with with uh, Razor. Yeah, I hear he's doing it at seven. Uh, jump back over to Rumble later. Hit the like button. I appreciate that, Toria. Thank you. And uh, Vetmore, good to see you. Yes, we got lots to get to today, my friend. Um, so I appreciate you guys being in here today. And let me say hello to everyone over there on the other platforms, and as well as all the lurkers out there. Appreciate you guys. I know many of you just kind of sit back in the in the <laughs> in the background and listen. I appreciate you guys, Chris. Thank you for all you do. He's dropping the links out there. The Rumble crowd is is late to the show today. They're working their way in here today, <laughs> but I appreciate you guys very much. Much love, everyone over there on Twitch. Just me with the new follow. I appreciate that very much, and I appreciate all you guys working your way in. Fly on the wall. I appreciate you. See, good to see you out there, Doctor J Blazers in the house as well as. Oops, it just jumped on me. Boulder Cues, good to see you out there, my friend. Uh, cat rocks in the house. Who cares over there lurking as well? I appreciate you. Johnny B's in the house. Good to see you. Uh, let's see. Banish the shadow. That's what I was looking for. Corn pop never forgets <laughs> justice Thomas. Hey, banish the shadows. Good to see you out there. God bless you. I hope all is well. Uh, all you guys out there working your way in here today. Much love everyone over there on tiger network tour 3com as well as D live D live is asshole. They freaking ban my chat. So take all your money out of D live and put it into a different platform. Like, foxhole or or uh rumble <laughs> that's my solution for that problem but all right guys we got to start off here and a little bit of a somber note today sean joe thank you very much for that i appreciate that and my socks off and the, the diligent out there hanging out as well as dem turn red good to see you um all right uh we have to start off on a little bit of a somber note today as the the announcement and the passing of uh dr zelenko has just hit the lines uh, just about an hour ago or so. Um, so a little bit of a remembrance and a reminder of uh, the brave and amazing Dr. Zelenko. So I want to spend a little bit of time uh, talking to you guys about him. Uh, this is about a three-minute video from um, Reawaken America. Um, and this is from Vigilant Fox that, that just put this out there. We're going to start here, and then we'll, we'll, do, uh, we'll read some of the other stuff that's out there with regards to Dr. Zelenko as well. So we'll start off there, and then uh, we got the Supreme Court stuff to get to as well as all kinds of other good stuff. So without further ado, let's hop straight to it, shall we? All right, here we go. Dr. Zelenko in his own words. 
it'd probably be helpful if I unmuted that and boosted it a little bit so you can actually hear it because I could barely hear it. So I'll stand by one. Storm's moving through right now. That should be interesting. All right, here we go. Dr. Zelenko in his own words. So here's the solution. Civil disobedience. Just say no. Just resist. No one, no one at this point is holding you down and putting a needle into your arm. And if they try, we have 450 million guns in the hands of... <laughs> in the hands of law-abiding citizens, which is a right that the founders... I believe the Constitution is a divinely inspired document. And the Second Amendment is not to protect me from you, but to protect us from a tyrannical government. Homeschool your kids. Say no to the poison death shot. If you get COVID, God forbid, do not delay treatment. Start right away. And if you're a high-risk patient, a person that has advanced in age or has medical problems or took the poison death shot, you should be on antiviral prophylaxis because the trigger for the disaster that comes is another viral infection where those antibodies could react with and cause antibody-dependent enhancement, which is lethal. And then sacrifice. You know, um, in normal societies, parents sacrifice themselves so that their children will have a better material and spiritual life. In pagan societies, the children are sacrificed for the purposes of the adults. The, this vaccine, according to Dr. Michael Yadin, the for, former VP of uh, Pfizer, kills 100 times more children than the actual virus. It's 100 times more lethal. That's called child sacrifice. Next slide, please. So will our children be free? Next. Well, it depends if we're ready to sacrifice right now. So my, my blessing to everyone here and globally is that we should have the resolve, the stamina, the courage, and the ability to, to deal with the uncertainty and the fear, which only comes through a mature faith in our Creator because anxiety lives where God consciousness is absent. So we have to fill ourselves with the Spirit of God and use that and rely on Him. Happy birthday, He just made all of us. You know, it's a dynamic process of recreation and rely on Him and that will give us the fortitude to be the David that slays this, slays this Goliath. What an honor to be able to see him and meet him, just be in the same presence of him. <laughs> well, I didn't know um, what I had when I had the chance to um, to hang with him. 
Statement on the passing away of Dr. Vladimir Zev Zelenko from Dallas, Texas. Today it is, in with, it is with immense sorrow that we announce the passing of our founder, Dr. Vladimir Zev Zelenko. Dr. Zelenko was a physician, scientist, and activist for medical rights who touched the lives of millions of people. Some were saved uh, as his role as a doctor and even more were inspired by his words. His Zelenko protocol saved millions and earned him a Nobel Prize nomination and the admiration of a U.S. president, among other prominent world leaders. Born in a socialist slavery and then immigrating to the United States, Dr. Zelenko was an embodiment of the American dream. The child of poor immigrants who rose to success as a physician and as a businessman. But Dr. Zelenko was more than a physician. As an activist and a businessman, he was also a man of deep faith, incredible love for his family, and a tireless inspiration to the company. But perhaps most of all, Zev was our friend. The world knows the dynamic firebrand who never feared speaking truth to power or about issues he cared deeply about. Dr. Zelenko was a man of great, subtle humor and deep intellect. For every verbal jab he threw at the tired and incompetent establishment, a dozen more lighthearted laughs were spent with him and the team. Dr. Zelenko could laugh at himself as easily as others and was always in great spirits no matter the darkness that surrounded him, something that was easily overlooked in today's climate of hypersensitivity. Some have already asked what is next for Zelenko Labs. Though we have lost a leader, a friend, and an inspiration, the answer is simple. Keep fighting. This is not only what Dr. Zelenko would want, it is what he told us to do. And it is exactly what we will do. We will fight for his legacy. We will fight for the company that sustains his eight children and dozens of employees. And we will fight for you, our loyal customers and friends. Zelenko's labs will continue to deliver high-quality products. And we will protect Dr. Zelenko's legacy of creating the Z Freedom Foundation, which will support causes that uh, matter most to our beloved Zev. Through Zev's chapters in the book of life have, though uh, Zev's chapters in the in the book of life have closed, his legacy is yet to be written. Join us to help write the next powerful and impactful chapters by helping us keep Zev's mission of helping every single American live healthier, happier, more informed life front and center. Help us keep that honorable vision of a vibrant one in our hearts and woven into the very fabric of this great nation. We look forward to standing shoulder to shoulder with you in the coming days, months, and years ahead. He was born in Kiev, Ukraine, 1973. Huh. Wow. He immigrated to the United States in 1977 to Brooklyn, New York. Wow. So there you go. Um... The world lost a, a great man and a hero today, and um, figured it was worth spending a little bit of time discussing what a great man he was. You know, I just in in this world that we live in, man, it seems like we keep we keep getting the losses like those of great people. You know, great musicians, great artists, the great humans of our world. It's a it's an amazing time of change in our world and in a, in a very weird way. A very very weird way. <sighs> Rest in peace, Dr. Zelenko and prayers out to his family. God bless him and God bless his family. All right. Uh let me keep it moving here today cuz I do like I said I got lots to get through today. So we'll keep, we'll go straight from there to 
predetermined algorithms source of widespread election fraud in Arizona. I first saw this story and I was like, hmm. That is interesting because we know it was a wholesome or a all-out approach to rigging the election. Um, <clears throat> and it's been interesting to see how they're, how they're um, trying to expose that um, in a very coordinated, it appears to be, manner of, of uh, laying things out to the American public about the truth about what really did happen. Um, and last night, uh, Jovan Pulitzer and, uh, Patel Patriot did a, had a great, uh, discussion as well as Richard the Sane. And, uh, I think he had, uh, was it beard hanging on him with them? I can't remember who the other, um, <clears throat> but, um, oh, it was Patrick Gunnels. Um, they had a great discussion last night about, uh, this, this, uh, what, what they found basically, um, and a discussion about how this is kind of how the public is kind of being, um, awakened and told about, uh, the truth about what happened in the election and how bad the fraud was. Um, and so I think we're going to continue to see this throughout the summer more than likely, because as you have mentioned, or as you have seen, uh, there is, has been widespread, just all kinds of different angles, um, with regards to this election fraud. So, First of all, shout out to to John, um, Richard the Saint, and uh, and Patrick uh, for having um, <clears throat> having Yovan on last night. I guess it was a kind of like a last minute thing. So if you haven't seen it yet, go to Patel Patriots uh, channel on Rumble, or he's on Foxhole now too. So that's cool. It's good to see. Uh, welcome Patel over to Foxhole. Next time he's on there, go over there and say hello and welcome him to Foxhole. Um, he did a great job last night discussing what uh, they found. Um, and so I want to spend some time on that today with you guys and make sure that this gets covered from for our audience and for the podcast as well. So there's, a, I don't know, about a 10-minute or so, if eight-minute uh, article here uh, from Uncovered DC that kind of covers it uh, pretty well. So uh, Wendy Stroth Mahoney, again, on fire with her writing. Hey, OG Mary, haven't decided what dinner is yet? Leftover sounds like a day, huh? <laughs> So here it is uh, from, this is, uh, again, about the discussion that um, that Patel Patriot had last night. And I'm, I highly recommend you guys go watch that. I, it's must-see, honestly. So check that out when you guys get time. It was about, um, I think it was about 40, was it two hours or something? I can't remember how long they went. But anyway, check that out. Predetermined algorithm, source of widespread election fraud in Arizona. Jovan Hutton Pulitzer told a packed room on June 27th that he conducted a forensic kinematic investigation of the ballots that, quote, shows sufficient and irrefutable evidence of pervasive voter fraud and widespread election fraud in Maricopa County, Arizona. Pulitzer explained that the, quote, specific ballots were re repeatedly and fraudulently inserted into predetermine the election winner. Repeatedly and fraudulently inserted to predetermine the election's winner. In short, the Maricopa election was an absolute mess that robbed many voters of their 14 Amendment rights. Pulitzer said he is still knee deep in the investigation. Specific ballots. Okay, so we got screenshots from the uh, RSBN um, show. Did you see it all, Deborah? It was more than two hours. Gotcha, gotcha. 
It was very good, wasn't it, Deborah? They did. Uh, they did really did a great job and a good discussion about it. And and Giovanni was very um. Uh, very uh, generous with this time. Hey, Woke One, thank you for the cookie. I appreciate that. To be clear, a kinematic investigation means Pulitzer actually followed the physical and cyber trail of the Maricopa County ballots from the time they were manufactured to the, to the printing and the folding, the sorting, and the mailing of those ballots. Pulitzer then followed the mailing process, the return process, and the election handling process, and the eventual scanning, tallying, and the election recording of the votes, and reported the final outcome. In addition, Pulitzer drilled his investigation down to a precinct level. He and his team processed over 20 million digital and forensic images in multiple formats. Predetermined algorithms and strategically inserted ballots, Pulitzer says he can prove that predetermined algorithms caused the election to be skewed towards a win for Biden. 91.62% of the predetermined ballots were cast in favor of Joe Biden. Approximately 406,972, <laughs> it's a pretty approximate number there, of over 2.1 million ballots cast in Maricopa County were of a predetermined origin because of the use of algorithms. 38% of the Malin's ballots for Biden were found to be predetermined nature. 33% of the Trump ballots on the election day were predetermined. After removing the fraudulently cast ballots, Trump got 59% of the votes. To find that true vote, Vote, Pulitzer removed the ballots contributing to the predetermined outcome. Biden only got 41% with the removal of the predetermined ballots. Wow. Pulitzer is confident that when the algorithm could not keep pace with the votes coming in for Trump, paper ballots had to be created to match the electronic outcome. He found ample evidence of ballot boxes that were pilfered. The boxes were opened and reopened over time to either insert or remove ballots. Interestingly, 52 ballot boxes were preset aside on election day for a hand audit. Oddly, those boxes were the only ones that were never disturbed. The inconsistencies and the noncompliance concerning the handling of the other ballot boxes was remarkable, allowing the fraudulent activities such as the insertion of ballots where needed. Pallet upon pallet of boxes was dual dated. That translates to, to ballots with multiple dates and multiple months all mixed in, a finding that is not congruent with how these ballots should be processed. 89% of the dual date batches were decided for Joe Biden, according to Pulitzer. He stated that the election workers with decades of experience had never seen such dual date batches. Pulitzer believed the boxes were pilfered to make the paper match the digital outcome. <laughs> of course it was. Incorrect paper causes compromised elections. The incorrect paper was also used, paper that was so thin it allowed for bleed-through on the ballots, which in turn caused massive forced adjudication of ballots. To run an honest election, the paper must be the correct printing density, and the printing machines must be properly maintained and calibrated. Pulitzer said 343,304 ballots were printed out of mechanical compliance, with no one supervising or inspecting the printers. You gotta be kidding me. That is 343,304 voters who were not treated equally in the election according to the 14th Amendment. His analysis included bleed through analysis, chromatic analysis, human or machine voted oval analysis, and machine or hand fold or no fold analysis. The use of incorrect paper and poorly calibrated machines resulted in 120,867 compromised ballots. 
That represents 6% of the votes and creates a forced adjudication event. That is nine times the deciding outcome of the 2020 election, added Pulitzer. Wow. The Maricopa County Board of Election reported that they uh, used only Roland vote secure paper in the 2020 election. However, Pulitzer said this is patently false. He backed up his claims with countless official witnesses and affidavits submitted by longtime Maricopa County election workers. Quote, our systems detected numerous, not secure, not compliant, simple commercial grade paper cut the ballot size was used in widespread Maricopa County, continued Pulitzer, primarily for the needs of the ballot on demand machines. In excess of 200,000 individual ballots were printed on unauthorized, not official compromised, commercially available pa- papers, not suitable for compliant ballot voting stock. of the ballots cast in Maricopa County in the Arizona election were compromised due to the wrong paper ballot stock being utilized. Wow. Sharpie gate is real. Of course, the mainstream media had to make sure they shot that one down. So you knew instantly there was something to it. Despite the uh, protestations of the county election board prior to 2020, Sharpie pens were expressly prohibited for obvious reasons. They often bleed through the ballot paper. Using the Sharpies with inferior paper is a double whammy. Markings from Sharpies caused extra votes and confused the scanning machines. Additionally, 10,943 Maricopa County general election ballots were straight-up counterfeit ballots. The use of these counterfeit ballots was widespread across all of Maricopa County, according to Pulitzer. 39% of the counterfeit ballots were cast for Donald Trump. 46 were, were cast for Biden. 30, 13% were cast for writing candidates. Of course, you got to get those in there, too. These counterfeit ballots gave Joe Biden an advantage over Donald Trump, equal to almost 7% of the deciding outcome. The malicious use of 10,943 counterfeit ballots represents a subverted or stolen vote from the Arizona voters, which is equal to 104% of the deciding outcome. Adjudication rates were outlandish. Pulitzer has some remarkable comments on the adjudication rate in the county. Maricopa beat historic records in terms of adjudication rates in 2020. 235,367 ballots were changed either by a human or a machine in the election after the ballots were tallied. (laughs) Not only that, he said 99% of all batches were modified. Remarkably, the ballots were modified electronically without any inspection of the physical ballot paper. (laughs) He said, historically across American elections, if more than four ballots per 100 show errors in the system, the machines were considered to be not functioning properly. This is one out of every 25 ballots. In the 2016 general election, correcting ballots happened about one per 100 ballot. In 2018, across America, two times per 100 ballots or one out of every 50 In 2020, Maricopa, Arizona had the adjudication rates jump to an astounding one out of every eight ballots cast. This abnormality in Maricopa represents 12 times the historical average per ballot modifications. One of the most stunning revelations of the evening was related to mail-in ballots. Most people now realize that mail-in ballots were utilized in the 2020 on a massive scale under the guise of the pandemic. Ballot cracking was used in the election. Ballot cracking means that individuals can access and tamper with ballots that were returned undeliverable in the mail. 
the individual opens the ballot, votes, signs a bonus signature or doesn't sign it. Uh, since Maricopa County fell abysmally short in the area of signature verification, ballot cracking can go undetected. Moreover, he stated, when returned to the county, these ballots simply disappear. The county reported 53,866 as returned undeliverable ballots in Maricopa election. However, incredibly, the Election Assistance Commission, utilizing United States Postal Service records, reported that 2020, the 110,092 general election ballots were in fact returned in Maricopa County, Arizona. Ballot cracking these mysteriously disappearing 110,092 ballots would have been inserting a number of nefarious ballots in the amount greater than 400% of the official margin of the election. You got to be kidding me. Uh, I would, can Trump come back yet? <laughs> the mail-in ballots combined with poorly maintained voter rolls in the county resulted in another opportunity for fraud. There was 246,691 phantom voters on the Maricopa rolls as a result of the dirty voter rolls. Nefarious actors can use ballot cracking and other methods to backfill votes when you have overinflated rolls of 10%, as was the case in Maricopa. Overinflated rolls of 10%. You got to be kidding me. There was an average of 332 phantom voters per precinct in the county, and they are almost always wiped from the voter rolls immediately following the election. 26% of the 2020 win were scrubbed immediately following the Maricopa election, according to Pulitzer. Luke, Luke said, uh, I created, found a way to change every vote in Washington or Oregon with a ballot cracking scheme. It is unbelievable the amount of fraud. We don't even, <laughs> we don't even have anything close to a democracy or a constitutional republic in this country right now. It's scary, dude. Coordinated subversion of the election. However, the most stunning revelation of the evening referenced how profoundly the 2020 election was allegedly subverted because of the pandemic. Thank you, Gambrera. I appreciate that. Runback printed the ballots for many elections, including Maricopa. Pulitzer explained, we got no runback records. We got no postal records for some reason for roughly 2,545,000 voters mailed 4,089,000 ballots. That means Runback printed over 4 million ballots. We don't have an answer for that. (laughs) That is why ballot cracking is key. Holy crap, dude. Here is where the information becomes really interesting. News of the pandemic began to emerge in early 2020. However, Pulitzer points out that the first holiday they told us all to stay home was on the 4th of July. In August, many states decided to go with mail-in ballots. He then refers to something odd that Runbeck did in March and other another odd thing the post office pulled in April. Runbeck placed the largest order in the world ever for a ballot envelope stuffing machines on March 1st. How did they know? I have the order in everything. <laughs> how did they know? The pandemic, that's how. Our United States Post Office has what's called a mail cover system. This is how, when somebody sends anthrax to the president, you're able to track it. And our postal service, when it comes in and goes on the conveyor belt, it snaps the front and back photo, and it's automatic. Those records are kept for six years for investigational work like what we do. As soon as Runback ordered the machines, our, our United States Post Office stopped its mail cover program on April 1st. 
It undid it from six years and changed it to 30 days. Let the election run, let Biden get installed, and then turn it back on. <laughs> you got to be fucking kidding me. I mean, we knew the post office was in on it, but to the point where they <laughs> stopped its mail cover program on April 1st. <sighs> we don't have the physical evidence trail. That's what I'm trying to tell you. This is the highest levels of the government. This is how far it goes. This article covers a fraction of Pulitzer's findings. It is well worth the time to watch the entire presentation. Pulitzer implored his citizens attending the event to understand that while the election was shockingly fraudulent, it is the greatest gift we could have hoped for. Now that our eyes are open, we can no longer look to others to fix the problem. Quote, now that we know every possible way this is done, we can shut it down, he added. We created this problem because we trust. We don't operate crookedly. We're ruining our lives. We just want to live and be free free but we did this to ourselves if we let it go we don't address it nothing is going to stop it nothing's coming to save you except you good stuff from wendy strauss mahoney and from uh jovan pulitzer about continuing to expose this uh crazy garbage election um and it seems like you know every week uh, or every day something new comes out have a good one dext have a great day <clears throat> So there's that. There's um, there's a lot of stuff happening today with regards to the Supreme Court and stuff, so we're going to hop to that stuff here pretty quick. Uh, I see several gold pills that I missed. I want to give the guys a shout-out. I appreciate that. Tennessee Tim, Gambria, Woke One, Sean Joe, Mickey, listen off and thank you for your work. I appreciate that, Mickey. Who cares news with his usual 145 gold pills? I appreciate that, my friend. And Mitch Tory is out there hanging out as well. Thanks for the 2045 gold pills so far today, guys. Much love. Appreciate the support. Trump appointed the postmaster general. He refused to resign when Biden demanded. There's more going on. That's a good point, Boulder Q. That's a, re that's a really good point, uh, Boulder Q. I appreciate that input. <clears throat> hey, Just Mojo, you're late, but you're here. I appreciate it. Hope all is well. I think September 2nd or something close by. Gotcha. 22 months of holding voting, voting data. Yeah, we're, there's there's a big movement right now to try to get the um, pressure put on our, our uh, representatives to um, not destroy it. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, Hallie Rolls, good to see you out there. As well as AJ Sanchez and uh, Alatshaw. Yes, indeed. We did a, a tribute at the beginning of the show, if you would like to see that, uh, Alatshaw. Vampire Hunter, new follower, as well as uh, Dunkick, Dunk Guy, I don't know how to say that, but a new follower, as well as just me over there on Twitch. I appreciate you guys very much. Thanks for joining in here today. There is a lot of corruption out there, Shell G, but uh, it's not as bad as you think. That's the good part. It, it definitely is not. It's hard to believe that, but it really isn't. Alan for president, president and Abe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, Deplore, Laura, good to see you other Johnny V. Oh, man. It's a great world we live in, man. I'm looking forward to uh, I'm looking forward to getting to a point where we can debate again. Hey, Kako, good to see you out there, Miss Miss MK, Johnny B, all you guys hanging out there on Twitch. Good crowd over there, working your way in. I appreciate that. Um, there's a I'm I'm looking forward to getting back to like the old the beginning days of the Tea Party when we could actually debate policy on stuff and actually uh, push forward good policy. 
So when we finally get representatives in Congress and we start working towards, you know, solving the problems that we face, I am really looking forward to being an activist and working with you guys to, you know, to, um, to push for policies that we need to get done. You know, um, I hope we can start having the discussion about ending public sector unions. Let's go on arresting Lois Lunar. I got, uh, some news with about the IRS in the, in the show lineup today. So we'll get to that here, uh, in the near future. I'm going to hop straight to the, the, uh, Supreme court. Uh, you guys want to hear some reading, <laughs> MSNBC's decision uh, discussion. <laughs> it's it's only two minutes, so it's not that bad. But you got to hear MSNBC discuss uh, the EPA ruling that came down today. Listen to this. Uh, you got any sound there, guys? Where's your sound? Oh, there it is. All right, here we go. The first decision today from the Supreme Court. Pete. So the first decision is a loss for the Biden administration on the question of uh, the Clean Air Act and the ability to uh, combat global warming. The Supreme Court, by a six to three vote, has ruled that the Environmental Protection Agency does not have broad authority to try to set national energy policy by encouraging industries to uh, switch to cleaner sources of power generation like wind and solar. Uh, this is a six to three ruling. The Supreme Court says that Congress did not give the EPA that broad authority, that the EPA's authority is limited more to trying to restrict emissions from specific coal burning power plants. Now, this goes back to a tussle between the uh, the uh, Obama uh, and and Trump administrations. The Obama administration had proposed a much broader clean air program for the EPA that would encourage industries to switch to cleaner sources. The Trump administration trimmed that. It would encourage, you know, you know what they mean by encourage? It will penalize you to the point where you, you are not only encouraged, you are forced to play their stupid little carbon tax game. Not anymore. Sorry. Denied. Back. And the question for the Supreme Court is how broad is the EPA's authority? And the answer from the Supreme Court today is not broad at all. And the court has gone on to say that this is what is called a major question. And this is a this has been a darling of conservatives. The idea that uh, federal agencies, when they rule on when they set regulations that would change uh, policy in a broad way, that that's a major question and that they can't do that unless they have authority from Congress to act. So this decision is uh, not only uh, something that will restrict the EPA's authority going forward, but also may have implications for other federal agencies who want to undergo regulatory changes that the court feels are beyond what Congress has allowed them to do. <laughs> regulatory changes. We have breaking news. Also known as... Uh, the, the ministry of, of truth. <laughs> oh, it is capping carbon dioxide emissions at a level that will force a nationwide transition away from the use of coal to generate electricity may be a sensible solution to the crisis of the day, but it's not plausible that Congress give EPA the authority to, to adopt its own such regulatory scheme, said Trader and Chief Justice John Roberts wrote in a majority opinion, a decision of such magnitude and consequences rests with Congress itself or an agency acting persuasive to the clear delegation from that representative body. <laughs> 
That is beautiful. And yes, it will very likely affect many other agencies and it's going to give, um, you know, when we get our problem solvers working together to, to end these garbage bureaucracy that is become our government are bloated. Half the agency should be gutted. When we get to a point where we get there, where we're, we're all working on a mission to, to bring the federal government back to what it was supposed to be a very small and, uh, very, uh, um, uh, unrestrictive and just, you know, very liberty minded government, federal government. When we get back to that, we can look back at this ruling and go, ah, yes, the days, the terrible days that we had to go through, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh man. So that's, that is really good stuff. Um, let's see here. Uh, let me see if I wanted, I, there's, there's a couple of ways that we could go here. Um, here is here is the uh, uh, the last page of the opinion of the court, which is kind of just read there. So let me just kind of um, let me just start with this section here. There's this section for right here and then on. It's not very long, but it's a really good part of the ruling that I think is worth is worth hearing. The acid rain first, the unlike section 111, the acid rain and NAAQS programs contemplate trading systems as a means of complying with already established emissions limit set either directly by Congress or by referencing the safe concentration of the pollutant of the ambient air. In section 111, by contrast, the EPA's job to come up with a cap itself, the numerical limit on emissions that states must apply to each source. We doubt that Congress directed the agency to set an emissions cap at the level which ref reflects the degree of emission limitation achievable through the application of cap and trade system for that degree of indeterminate it is one thing for congress to authorize regulated sources to use trading to comply with a preset cap or a cap that must be based on some scientific objective criterion such as the naaqs criterion it is quite another to simply authorize the epa to set the cap itself wherever the agency sees fit Second, Congress added the above authorizations for the use of emissions trading programs in 1990, simultaneous with the amending Section 111 to its present form. At the time, cap and trade was a novel and highly touted concept. <laughs> the acid rain program was the nation's first ever emissions trading program. Yay. <laughs> Congress went out of its way to demand to amend the NAAQS statute to make abundantly clear, absolutely clear that the measures, means, and techniques state could, states could use to meet the NAAQS included cap and trade. Yet, not a peep was heard from Congress about the possibility that a trading regime could be installed under Section 111. Finally, the government notes that other parts of the Clean Air Act past and present have explicitly limited the permissible components of a particular system of emissions reducing in some regard. Brief for federal respond, for example, a, a separate a section of the statute empowers EPA to require the degree of reduction of achievable through the retrofit application of the best system of continuous emissions reduction. 
degree of reduction achievable to retrofit, meaning you don't have to replace everything completely. The comparatively unadorned use of the phrase best system of emission reduction in Section 111, the government urges, suggests a conscious congressional choice not to limit the measures they, they may constitute to the BESR, those applicable, blah, blah, blah. These arguments, however, concern an interpretive question that is not the issue. This is the section I really wanted to see here. We have no occasion to decide whether the statutory phrase system of emission reduction refers exclusively to the measures that improve the pollution performance of individual sources, such that da, 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 da. to be sure it is pertinent to our analysis that the EPA has acted consistent with such limitation for the first four decades of the statute's existence, but only interpretive question for us, the best one we answer, the more narrow, whether the best system of emission reduction identified by the EPA is in the clean air power or in the clean power plant plan was within the authority granted to the agency, Section 111 of the Clean Air Act. For reasons given, the answer is no. Capping carbon dioxide emissions at a level that will force a nationwide transition away from the use of coal to generate electricity may be a sensible solution to a crisis of the day, but it is not plausible that Congress give EPA the authority to adopt its own such regulatory scheme in Section 111. A decision of such a magnitude and consequence rests with Congress itself or an agency acting pursuant to a clear delegation from that representative body. The judgment of the court, the appeals of the District of Columbia is reversed and the cases are remanded to further proceedings consistent with this opinion. It is so ordered. <laughs> Another nice big win, but it's just crazy how far the legal system has fallen that we have to, you know, that their attack on on everything that our government is is the way that our government was meant to operate. You know what I'm saying? This is how far it's gone. This is there's so much more that we have to, to, to go. But another big win for the day. All right. So there's that one. Uh, then we have the Supreme Court. Let's see. Do I have the other one here? Yeah, I have. Um, the border one too. So I want to get to that one. I want to read Alito's dissent. It's not that long. It's uh, let's see, two, three. Four. It's longer than I thought. Let me see. I mean, let me see how long this is. If it's this long, then I'm not going to read it all, but I was kind of curious what Alito's dissent would be on this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's got, it's like, it's at least 10 pages, so. Majority of the concurrence fault the lower courts for intruding upon the foreign policy authority conferred by the president in Article 2 of the Constitution. Hmm. From October 20th, memoranda did not move the appeal. I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm just kind of scanning this real quick to see. Hey, Jennifer, I'm, you're late, but you made it. You just caught me, caught me scanning the, um, Alito's dissent for the um, Texas versus Biden case today. Sorry, I spaced out reading some of it. <laughs> yeah, it's like 10 pages long. Um, he, he finishes with this. How long is this? Even if the Fifth Circuit had somehow concluded that the October 29th memoranda constituted final agency action with the same future legal consequences, the court does not explain what the Fifth Circuit should have done differently in the circumstances it faced. 
the Fifth Circuit had little ability to review whether the agency had acted reasonably, and the Fifth Circuit provided a reasonable explanation for its actions. With these three options off the table, the Fifth Circuit reasonably chose the fourth option. I correctly concluded on the, on the October 29th memoranda did not affect its ability to review the district court judgment. To find fault with the proceeding in that fashion, the majority seems to assume that the administrative AG agency may obviate a district court decision setting aside agency action under 706 of the APA by pursuing the following course of conduct. First, the appeal, the district court decision. Second, take the purportedly new uh, action that de- that achieves the same result as the one previously set aside, and third, while declining to seek vacatur of the earlier judgment in the district court, ask the court of appeals to vacate that judgment without revealing its correctness and lawfulness of the second action. That's exactly what they're doing. The court of appeals was correct to view this as an effort to thwart the normal appellate process. While I would affirm the Fifth Circuit, if we reached the merits, I agree that the majority at the district court on, on remand should consider the first instance whether the October 29th memorandum complied with Section 706 of the APA. The district court should assess, among other things, whether it's arbitrary and capricious for DHS to refuse to use its contingent territory return authority to, uh, to avoid violations of the statute's clear detention mandate. Whether the, the, the deterrent effect of the DHS found MPP produced, that's the migrant protocols, produced in reducing dangerous attempted legal crossings as well as the protocol's reduction of what the hell just happened. Unmeritous asylum claims, it adequately accounted for the agency's new decision and whether DHS's rescission of the protocol is causing it to uh, parole decisions on an unlawful categorical basis rather than case by case as the statute describes. Huh. So they're basically saying that that they're, the lawfare games is what caused this to go to the go to the court, and it's now going back to the district courts to to decide. Really, is what it what it comes down to. That's the summaries that you've seen from other people as well. So that's you know when it first came out, it it um, it appeared like it was a loss, but really it's it's a ruling on lawfare playing games. <laughs> with statutes and just saying, okay, does this, is this lawful for the president to decide what migrant protocol protocols are in place? And the answer to that question is yes. That's why president Trump had the ability to, to do, to pretty much close the borders while uh, Obama had the ability to open the borders that our, our immigration laws are, are such the disaster that not only in the courts are they a disaster, but they are a disaster because our legislation is is open borders friendly. It is big corporate, cheap labor friendly. And it has been that way thanks to the rhinos for a very long time. If we really wanted to address this issue, we would have actual comprehensive immigration reform that addresses the flaws and the garbage laws that we have in our border. And we wouldn't... Uh, you know, want the court, we wouldn't have to look to the court to solve an immigration problem that needs to be solved by our Congress, which is what's going to happen. So the future of our immigration, of, of comprehensive immigration reform 
is in the near future. And it's going to be, you know, it'll finally solve these problems once and for all, I hope. Um, and we'll see if we can get it done. It's, it's part of the rhino problem that we have. You know what I'm saying? Is just that. So, hey, Picasso, I, I think you've heard lurking out there. I appreciate it. Um, I, was, <laughs> I, I always... I used to spend hours and hours and hours reading uh, Supreme Court opinions live, and I'm finding that it's better off to do that on my own <laughs> in my own time uh, and look for summaries instead. But I always just I always like reading the opinions, so I don't know. I, I appreciate you guys <laughs> still hanging out there and working your way through it. There was also this that came today uh, with the Supreme Court um, accepts a historic case that could reshape powers of legislatures to set election rules the case was brought by north carolina's gop house speaker and we've kind of talked a little bit about this before that this is going to be big and, and we wondered if it would go as far as the supreme court well sure enough it has and this is definitely going to be a, a really big case um going forward because if they prove that the legislature, here, let me just read it. The Supreme Court agreed Thursday to hear a major election case regarding North Carolina GOP lawmakers having the authority to draw a partisan election map without state judges interfering. The decision could impact future congressional and presidential elections. The high court will take up the case when its next term begins in October. The case, Moore versus Harper, asks the court to uphold the concept known as the independent state legislature theory, that state legislatures have the sole and independent authority to set the rules for federal elections in their states without interference or oversight by the governor or state judges. North Carolina GOP House Speaker Timothy Moore asked the high court to consider the case on appeal of, of his own state's Supreme Court decision earlier this year to strike down the theory relating to a gerrymandering case. Critics of the theory argue that it would reduce judicial oversight of election rules. The theory would give state legislatures wide authority to gerrymander electoral maps and pass voter suppression laws, according to the liberal-leaning Brennan Center for Justice think tank. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's, where you're, that's where they ended the article? <laughs> In just the news? They ended the article with only what Brennan's Center for Justice thinks... <laughs> Wow. Now, it actually, what it does is, is it, it beholds election laws to their con state's constitution and hence the state legislatures as they are meant to be. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays itself out. That'll be in October. So the Supreme Court announced that they were going to pick up that case today. Oh, <laughs> uh, you, got, you got to love how some of these articles are written. Here in Wisconsin, another important thing happened uh, with regards to the law. Supreme Court rejects Call's power play. Josh Call, the bought and paid for attorney general of here in Wisconsin. Liberal activist Attorney General Josh Call lost another taxpayer-funded lawsuit with the Wisconsin Supreme Court on Wednesday ruling Fred Prenn may keep his seat on the Natural Resources Board. Call sued to force Prenn, the appointee of former, former Governor Scott Walker, to step down and be replaced by Democrat Governor uh, Tony Evers, liberal appointee. Pren, previously the chairman of the seven-member Natural Resources Board, refused to leave the polls until the Republican-controlled Senate confirmed his replacement. The Senate has declined to do so. 
The court in a 4-3 ruling held that call is wrong on the law. The majority opinion points to a nearly 60-year-old Supreme Court ruling finding that an appointee need not retire until the Senate confirms their successor. Call pursued the lawsuit in the Supreme Court despite losing on the same grounds in the Dane County Circuit Court. They don't they don't care what the law actually is. They just say, I want, I want this, I want this, and they just keep pushing. Evers and Call whined that the ruling was unfair, with Evers insisting the decision underscores the erosion of the democratic institutions at the hands of the Republicans in the state. The Supreme Court's ruling, like the lower courts, is a reaffirmation of the vital checks and balances in the Constitution, including in the state's authority in the confirmation process, said Chris Kapinga. <laughs> So uh, take the wins when we get them. This is a nice one for us here in Wisconsin. So there you go. There's that. And then the I wanted to finish off the first half if I had time. Actually, I think I just might just share this one with you. Uh, Lara Logan shared this one, and, it's, and I started to scan it to see how long this was going to take. And actually, to be completely honest, I wouldn't mind spending the time on this whole article. It probably would take me a half hour to go through. Return of Covert Integrity Initiative Propaganda Mill. Other intelligence operative is someone Mason referred to as a friend, Andy Price, the head of the Foreign Office's Shadowy Counter Disinformation and Media Development Unit, funded in 2016 to counter strike against Russian propaganda. Mason and Price spent much of their correspondence discussing when to meet up in London pubs for a drink. The Foreign Office managed to keep the CDMD's unit existence secret for two years. The U.K. government has refused to disclose basic information on the grounds of national security, although it's now known that it is overseen by the National Security Council. (laughs) The Integrity Initiative was run on the basis of clandestine clusters in North America and Europe of journalists, academics, politicians, and security officials advancing narratives shared with Western intelligence agencies to discredit Russia, China, Julian Assange, Jeremy Corbyn, and the the former left-wing party leader. Um, it, It goes on. The reason why this is so important is it is a discussion of the links of the media and how they are controlled so deeply it is really an interesting. I'm going to leave this out there for you guys. If you want to check it out, British journalists uh, were unmasked as security state lapdogs. <laughs> a pretty interesting article that uh, Lara Logan highlighted today. I'll get this out there to you guys, and we'll we'll transition to the second half here. As the top of the hour is is uh, here. Thanks for being here today, guys. I'm not boring you guys too much out there with the Supreme Court stuff, am I? <laughs> you guys still hanging in there? Uh, check out that article when you get time. Let me get this over there for you guys as well in uh, Rumble and Tiger Network as well. Jennifer, late but made it. Thanks again for the gold pills. 2245. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you very much. In North Carolina, every time the GOP draws lines, the Dems claim racism and run to the court. Yeah, I know. Well, our the way that our lines are drawn and all that whole thing is a freaking disaster on both sides of the aisle, no matter how you look at it. It, it is kind of stupid. We should just have a simple, like, by-county system or something. Why do we have to have... Why do we even have to have gerrymandered lines? You know what I'm saying? That's That's something that we should work towards as well, getting rid of that shit. Why can't we just have elections by county? What the hell is the problem with that? I don't know. Just makes too much sense, I guess. 
All right, let me see here. What did I have up here? See if uh, there's anything new with Q. I've been rereading it. You guys been going back and rereading the Q post just to just to kind of think about it anymore. What is at stake? Our country. Who has control? Good fucking question. <laughs> They're trying to tell us that they have control by this witness being a plant. That's interesting. It is interesting to think about in that in that context, you know. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I, it's going to be if we get past the election and and we're we're, we're still like oh god here we go you know then we'll know but we'll see if we make it that far. Uh, next seventeen posts would be about SCOTUS. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I just like talking. You know, it's it's the good old days. You know, we got to at least cover it, and uh, we'll see what happens with it. I'm sure there's there's been no shortage of spun narratives. That's for sure. <laughs> oh man. I mean the the bigger picture of of um the timing of it is 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 interesting to me. I'll just put it that way. You know what I'm saying? Why does this keep happening? Go to the troops. Oh, see now it came back. Has it ever happened to you guys where it just kind of goes away all of a sudden? I wanted to check in with True Social here real quick and see what's going on. Hey, the diligent, definitely winning. <laughs> to be fair, everyone, every time the Dems draw a map, the Republicans run to the courts too. <laughs> exactly. We got to find a different way to, to do it instead of changing it every time somebody else gets power. I think it is relevant that there are Q posts again, Mickey. I, I agree. I think it's interesting. There's a reason behind it. And like I said, you guys should definitely, definitely go watch um, Jovan last night. Because like I've been kind of speculating, you know, it seems, doesn't this seem like there's a, a controlled rollout of information with regards to the election? Like they're waking people up step by step by step to how bad it is. And then at some point people are going to be like, well, okay, now we are aware of this. Now what? You know? <laughs> The NASDAQ and the Russell 2000 are having their worst year ever. <laughs> Fuck Joe Biden. I'm, th- I'm looking through crucial so to see what's going on out there. <laughs> James Cool. Uh, James Q. Yeah, we see what's going on here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Six Senate laptops stolen. George Webb. (laughs) All right, let me get to the second half here. Nick Moser, 2000 Mules NGOs exposed. Thanks for being here today, guys. I appreciate you. Make the lines the same as the county lines. Problem solved. That's what I'm thinking, dude. What the hell's the problem? (laughs) <laughs> Who cares? I saw that too. Oh, <laughs> uh, you gotta love Jim's sense of humor. You know what I'm saying? The good old days. I know, bro. I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna see where it takes us. I'm, you know, I, I, we all have a healthy skepticism of everything that we talk about. So, hey, 
You know, I think we should. But uh, let's see where it takes us, right? Nick Moser, I've been telling you guys that uh, I've been hearing kind of behind the scenes that he's got something coming, and here it is. He's got about eight minutes. Is this eight? Yeah, about eight and a half minutes um, with uh, inter- or a uh, discussion about uh, the, the NGOs exposed. I've been waiting for this. So I want to give, uh, give it the time that it deserves uh, here is uh, about uh, you know seven and a half minutes or so. Uh, Nick's uh, uh, discussion of the NGOs exposed. So that's coming up. There's I have another thing here. Where the hell did that go? I think I passed it up. Yeah, that one should go over here. You're out of place. Get back over there. And there's something. There's some more on that front too. So more election integrity stuff. Uh, what else do I have here? Um, I don't know. Some good stuff for the second half. So hopefully, hopefully you guys come hang out. Appreciate you guys. Here is uh, seven minutes of Nick with the exposure of the NGOs 2000 mules. Here we go. And how about that some it truly is up to us to expose this and bring this all to light. And right around the corner is the major event pulling the ripcord where True the Vote is going to put all of their stuff out to the public. And at that point, it's going to be on us and the researchers in this community to put the pieces together and expose the NGOs and the mules that are behind this operation. So with that being said, most of you guys know that I put together a three-part series exposing some of the biggest organizations that I believe to be the... It's Mosider. Got it. The driving force behind the mules operation. And if you happen to miss any of those, I'll leave links to all three in the description. Now, I'm very confident for a number of reasons that True the Vote has the cell phone geolocation ping data showing that these three organizations played a major role in the stolen 2020 election. And that's why I chose those three in particular, knowing that there's many, many other organizations that are involved, but I wanted to focus on the ones that True the Vote has the most dirt on. But what if I told you that I have a strong reason to believe that True the Vote has dirt on a fourth major organization, which I happened to overlook in my initial research? And that this recent discovery is so massive that it's caused me to turn my three-part video series into a four-part video series. So in this video, we're gonna expose another major player in this, the Gamaliel Foundation. But before we get into exposing the Gamaliel Foundation, I think it's important to take a look at what we've already learned from the first three organizations and all the similarities that they have. So based on what we learned from exposing Unidos US, the Industrial Areas Foundation, and Stacey Abrams' Fair Fight Action, what do all of these organizations have in common? One is that they like to stake out in the major cities. Two is that they like to take advantage of the poor communities and the minority communities, specifically Hispanics and black people. Three is that they like to make affiliations with the churches because of their money, their influence, their power. Four is that they serve the radical Marxist agenda. Five is that they all are focused on community organizing and radicalizing political activists. And six, they're almost always funded by large liberal donors like George Soros or grants from organizations like the Catholic Church. And we can take those six identifiers and apply it to any NGO. And if it meets those six criteria, you can bet your bottom dollar that they're involved in ballot trafficking. Now, having said all of that, Let's expose the fourth largest organization in this ballot trafficking operation, the Gamaliel Foundation. So without further ado, the Gamaliel Foundation was founded in 1986 to train community and faith leaders in building political power and creating organizations that unite people of diverse faiths and races. 
The Gamaliel Foundation has 44 affiliates across 17 states working to build strong metropolitan and statewide organizations. Their organization is comprised mostly of people of color, particularly women of color. Now this group claims to be nonpartisan, but here are the issues which they focus on. Criminal justice reform, integrated voter engagement, racial equity, and immigration reform. Right on their website is a faithful response to hate crimes and white nationalism. We must work to pass local laws that place respectful boundaries around speech and action that divide our nation. Also on their website is a call for the faith communities to push for a broad legalization of undocumented immigrants. One of their affiliates, Genesis, has on their Facebook a 10-point plan for youths to organize against racial injustices inspired by the Black Panthers and also a push against the supervision <laughs> of prisoners who have paid their debt to society. So yeah, this group is looking very nonpartisan as they claim on their website. That's besides the point, okay? Now that you understand their radical Marxist uh, political ideology, let's also acknowledge the fact that they share a lot of similarities with Saul Alinsky's Industrial Area Foundation, which we covered in part two. I mean, let's think about it. The Gamaliel Foundation is yet another community organizing group which targets the minority community, has a radical Marxist agenda, and is heavily partnered with the churches. It almost sounds like we're talking about Saul Alinsky's Industrial Areas Foundation, and what's interesting about that is they share a lot of affiliates. Take a look at this. This is a list of their affiliates. So, we'll look at the swing states. In Michigan, they partner with Interfaith, which is the Industrial Areas Foundation. In Wisconsin, they partner with the Racine Interfaith Coalition. In Pennsylvania, they partner with the Pennsylvania Interfaith Impact Network. And like we already discussed in part two, Greg Phillips already told us that we have the geolocation ping data of mules going back and forth to Interfaith in Yuma County, Arizona. So we know that Interfaith is part of the Industrial Areas Foundation, and we know that the Industrial Areas Foundation is largely behind the ballot trafficking. What do you think the chances are that the Gamaliel Foundation is also involved? I'd say the chances are pretty damn high, but if you're still not convinced, well how about this one? The Gamaliel Foundation has been supported by the Democracy Alliance, the Ford Foundation, George Soros Open Society Institute, and the Tides Foundation, which is also George Soros. Or how about this one? One of their affiliates hired future President Barack Obama as lead organizer in 1985. Obama learned many of his community organization skills from the Gamaliel Foundation. Most notably, he learned how to disguise his intense political convictions by portraying them as practical problem-solving motivated by religious faith. So I think at this point we've established that at the very least, the Gamaliel Foundation would be at the top of your list of suspects in terms of NGOs behind ballot trafficking. But let's take it a step further. So they had all these get out the vote campaigns in 2020, and one of the things that they were encouraging their members and leaders to do is to go to 10 to 20 family members and encourage them to vote even if they've never voted before. They also used ex-incarcerated people to reach eligible voters, encouraging voters to 
make voting plans and request mail-in ballots. So it almost sounds like they're encouraging people to go round up 10 or 20 votes from your family members and telling felons who are not legally allowed to vote to go do the same and request mail-in ballots for your friends and family. And this is also taken right off their website and they're bragging about how they were able to mobilize people in the Georgia Senate runoff. They said they went to people in their community and one person asked, hey, we have a senior high rise and people are like, what do we need to do to make sure they're all voting? Well, we have a contact in that building who said, oh, don't you worry, Janine, everybody in this building is voting. So it's almost like they're hiding in plain sight and bragging about it. And guys, I wouldn't be making this video unless I was very confident that True the Vote had the geolocation ping data to support the claims that I'm making in this video. And the reason I'm making this video is so that you guys understand exactly what this looks like, how it works so you can identify it when True the Vote finally does pull that ripcord. It is finally time for everything that's been done in the darkness to be brought into the light. So guys, I hope that you found this video series educational. I may make a part five if something comes up, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure that this is it. A four-part series, guys, and please do me a favor, smash like on this video, share this with a friend. If you want to support this channel, you can do so at Good shit, Nick. I appreciate uh, the good work there. And um, the information that he got, obviously, uh, <laughs> you know, congratulations. So uh, good stuff to Nick for Nick there. There's also this today. Um, this came out uh, the 28th, just on this kind of same idea. Many of you probably have already seen this, but just kind of in the same guise of uh, Arizona. Footage reveals ballot traffickers forging signatures and trafficking ballots, but Rhino AG Bramovitz dropped forgery charges. Go freaking figure. Um, Gary Snyder has kind of uh, been in the in the news, uh, you know, t t today as, as well. Um, but this came out like a couple days ago from Gateway Pundit. Um, as the video here, yeah, it's about four minutes um, of talking us through the undercover footage that was found in San Luis, Arizona. This is, I thought this was newer footage today, but I think it's two days ago when this first came out that I, and I missed it. So I just want to make sure that you guys see this as well. Always taking advantage of the most vulnerable. That's exactly it. They're just, that's the, that's the kind of people these people fucking are, man. All right. So let's check this out. Four and a half minutes from, uh, Here we go. The sound is super low. Right here, what you see is Guillermo Fuentes. She's a ex-mayor of San Luis, Arizona, a school board member, and also uh, on the planning and zoning of the city. This is just uh, one of the constituents. Notice that she didn't have anything in her hands before she went over there to the water. Now she has a ballot herself. Uh, the constituents taken out her ID. Guillermo uh, Fuentes is even her little paper that says these three names to vote for. Notice she's already voted inside, so why is she taking a, a ballot to go inside and deposit it? She's helping this lady, so she has an excuse to go inside and drop it off in the ballot box itself. Right here in this video, you see a school board member, Rosa Valera, Guillermo Fuentes, from the previous videos. She's, the, like I said, the ex-mayor San Luis school board member. This is a neighbor that lives right next to uh, Guillermo Fuentes. This is Alma Yadira Juarez. If you notice, she has a ballot in her left hand when she turns. You notice Guillermo Fuentes has no ballot. You notice the mask, you notice the gloves, only on Rosa Valera. She's passing over information who should be voted for. 
she receives it, the gentleman right there is a looker up. He's looking out that makes sure people are not paying attention or recording anything of any issue or police or law enforcement. That's what the guy's there for. Uh, she's pulling out her, her ID to show, to show them that she has an ID to vote. Once we go a little bit forward to this video, please watch the two hands of Guillermo Fuentes right here. And also remember this lady still had a ballot in her left hand. So we noticed that the ballot was received from Almia Juarez. Now, the Attorney General said there was no forgery. He couldn't, he couldn't find it. There was no uh, conspiracy to commit fraud. I believe that right there is forgery. You know, you sign the ballot, you sign the other ballot. Look at everyone else. They're not even scared. They're not nervous in any way. There we go. You see the ballot plain and easy. Pushes it back in. Even takes her time to lick it with a little water. So right there, just right there is, is forgery. But now this is where, this is the only case that they only said we got her for four ballots because there was four ballots right there. Just right there. But we notice if you zoom into this video, there's another 10 ballots right there. So this Ademia Watt is taking a ballot she already had plus four. This has been happening every day, all day, for the past 20 years in San Luis, Arizona. But on this day, I was lucky enough to listen to David Lada and tell me exactly what I was going to watch. And my faith, my God, led me to this right here to get this video because at the end of the day, good will succeed. And right now, out of the two indictments that we have, if you notice my hat, it says my mules are behind bars little speech two out of 37 because we have 37 people individual in my videos not just these right here we still have some more videos that are being used by the attorney general to do indictments it took two years to do indictments right here sooner or later we'll show you a document where it said i had it since 2020 exactly what i saw in these videos everything i turned over to the attorney general and it's a miraculously after two years now he's barely starting to put some work in this is a for me, is treason. You know, Arizona is about laws, foundation. Well, the judicial system is broken when you got the highest law enforcement of the state and he's not willing to prosecute. And that's why a lot of us think there's something else happening out there that just we don't know about. It, 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 it makes sense that... Um, that an attack like this is a, is an attack on the United States of America and um, high level agencies in our in our government had to react. It seems to me that's that seems the most logical conclusion. But who the fuck knows what's going on out there? <laughs> that's just what I think. That's why um, you know I'll continue to, to see what uh, Q has to say moving forward and see where it goes, Mary. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But um, so good stuff. That was uh, that was dropped a couple days ago on Gateway Pundit. Still a lot of other stuff out there. Um, don't forget that they have the truth about the January 6th documentary, too, over on Gateway Pundit. If you want to check that out when you guys get time, too. So, um, I, you know, supposedly federal law enforcement agencies are now involved investigating this stuff. That's that's the way that it is um, being represented anyway. Um if anything will come to it, I guess we'll see. We all know that's the problem with the legal system. 
is it is so freaking slow that we have to wait to see what the hell is going on. And we're never going to hear if there's an investigation going on or more than an investigation, you know, until they um, start making arrests. So we'll see. I, hopefully the Soros Foundation's assets are seized and they are arrested as enemy combatants. That's really what should happen. I mean, that that's the evidence that they have. The evidence is is that George Soros and Mark Zuckerberg and the rest of these scumbags, um, you know, should be arrested for, for treason. But <laughs> this freaking world, man, who knows, right? So we'll see. We'll be here to go for a ride with it, though. That's for sure. All right. Many asked, wondered, talked about Rachel Chandler, which I thought was interesting. Um, but not many have mentioned Prince Andrew and we all know that, uh, Prince Andrew is, uh, very much <laughs> involved in the Jeffrey Epstein scandal. And so in the ideas of the uh, next, <laughs> next shoe to drop, uh, there's only one post with Pr Prince Andrew in it, but there's others that involve Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew is deeply connected Signed Q on a March 20th, 2019. Um, if I do just Andrew, what comes up? 16 posts come up with Andrew. That's every freaking Andrew out there. So, yeah, I'm not going through all those. But um, so with that in mind, prosecutors say Prince Andrew is the next target after Ghislaine Maxwell sentenced to 20 years following the relatively light 20-year sentence Ghislaine Maxwell has received for sex trafficking underage girls for Jeffrey Epstein. Prosecutors representing the victims have said that the next target should be British Royal Prince Andrew. <clears throat> the lawyers acting on behalf of those alleging abuse requested that the FBI continue investigating the Epstein case and look harder at Andrew and other individuals accused by the victims. Let's hope they're the next targets, said attorney Brad Edwards told reporters. Edwards represented Virginia Roberts Guffrey, who settled a sex abuse civil lawsuit out of court with Andrew, the Duke of York. Attorney uh, Spencer Coven, representing a several other alleged victims of Epstein and Maxwell, added, Obviously, Andrew is one of the targets they will be looking into. He should definitely be concerned, but if he did nothing wrong, then come forward and tell the full story to the FBI, not the media. Los Angeles lawyer Lisa Bloom who was representing several other alleged victims, said, quote, we call on the FBI to fully investigate Prince Andrew. Virginia Guffrey's civil case should be just the beginning. Everyone associated with Epstein and Maxwell should be carefully investigated. <laughs> yeah, you think? <laughs> I just show the picture on your screen. Just figured that's a good time to throw that picture in there. Um, <laughs> Bloom told previously uh, previously told reporters that Prince Andrew should be quaking in his boots. Um, as we previously reported, the British public have expressed concerns that the money for Andrew's payoff to Virginia Roberts Coffrey, which will likely run into the millions, will be siphoned from taxpayers. The amount that Prince, that Andrew will pay Goffrey and a victim's rights charity of her choice has not been disclosed. However, it's estimated to be in excess of 12 million euro or 12 million pounds, and that won't even include the legal fees. It's not just an estimated 12 million payout and it's, it's her legal fees that he'll be paying as well. God knows how many millions that, that will add to it. <laughs> 
They have to make uh, public who is paying for all of this. Yes, who is paying for all of this? Quite the good question. Denise, you out there? Who, who's paying for this? I bet it is the taxpayers, isn't it? Some kind of stupid fund or some shit. While not admitting any guilt in the case, a statement read in court that Prince Andrew has never intended to malign Miss Goffrey's character, and he accepts that he has suffered both as an established victim of abuse and a result of unfair public attacks. A fucking scumbag. He's the one who tried to tell her that she, that she asked for it and wanted it. That's what he said. <laughs> The settlement came just days after Andrew would have been made to undergo a deposition and be questioned under oath by Guffrey's lawyers. No individuals other than Maxwell and Epstein have yet been named in court throughout the case. Maxwell will likely serve her sentence at the Federal Correctional Institution in Danbury, Connecticut, a low-security thousand-inmate facility about 55 miles from New York City. The prison is said to be like a Disneyland compared to the facility Maxwell has resided in for the past two years. So, there you go. There's, uh, what do you guys think? Who's, uh, you know there's more coming from that, right? There's gotta be more coming on that front. What do you guys think? Who's, who's up next on that front? He asked his mommy, but she said no. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Thank you for that input, Denise. <laughs> hey, Hank, good to see you out there. He sold his Swiss chalet for $18 million. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, there's got to be more, right? There, I mean, it's not just Virginia Goffrey that, that was uh, abused by Prince Andrew. We know that. Right, so uh, to pay the fines and stuff, gotcha. Ah, oh, man, what do you guys think? Who's next? Yeah, she's definitely. There's more. There's more coming from it. There's definitely more to come from it. Sanctimonious, <laughs> the sanctimonious pricks of Scotland Yard cleared Andrew. Yeah. It's crazy, right? They just cover it up, man. They're all they're all in on it or something. They just uh. gotcha, Denise. They just they simply tell on themselves, right? Oh, what a world! How exactly is he the victim? That's a good fucking question, cat girl. Fucking scumbag. All right, there's that. How much time we got? About a half hour left. I still got uh, other stuff to get to here, and then we're going to check in with breaking news out there. Got to go. Have a great evening, OG Mary. God bless you. Here is the John Eastman versus United States Court Listener Docket. In case you guys don't have that for your records, I wanted to uh, give it out there to you guys. I'm going to watch what happens with it. I guess he pulled his lawsuit for the subpoena. Uh, John Eastman is a great man, and he presented uh, constitutional solutions to problems that this country faced at a time when uh we were under attack and so hopefully um god will stay watch over johnny's because he's a great man and uh we'll see what happens here with this but uh keeping an eye on that so we'll, we'll whenever there's more news that breaks from that front i will uh, let you guys know r kelly's singing too yeah there's another one exactly tam growl 
All right, so I wanted to get that out there to you. Let's see here. Uh, Lara Logan uh, dropped in Telegram this that I wanted to see. Uh, I haven't had a chance to look at it yet, but it said on January 6, 2021. So I figured, all right, I'm definitely going to check this out. So I got that up lined up for you next and several other things as well. So thanks for hanging out today, guys. Much love. Here we go. Six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. These people have put together a show. Not only that, but they've affected the lives of millions of Americans. For them to try to tarnish the memory of all these people is despicable and right in line with what our government seems to do. Those people were each individually aware that the amount of people coming to Washington, D.C. on January 6th wasn't just a few thousand, it was millions. And the majority of the guys that we see in jail right now were defending bodies, defending Americans who were murdered. They thought that they would twist the story and the American people would just take it. They're That's 107, isn't it? A desire for that outcome. Why else would you be doing this? Have we been programmed to such a degree that we want to kill each other? Yes, we have. We have to stop that. The Seven Deadly Sins of January 6th, Bloody Hill. Looks like a new um, <clears throat> documentary coming out, coming sooner than you think. Interesting. As soon as I see more on that front, I'll get that out there to you, uh, out there to you guys. I, that sounded like uh, Juan Savin in the rock background, did it not? <clears throat> Uncle the Great dropped this one on us from Tom Fitton. You guys notice we talked about the IRS uh, scandal with Moynihan and stuff. There's going to be a lot more coming on that front. I, was, I saw some stuff happening out there on that. That was one. I thought so, T-Rex. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what comes from that IRS scandal. I, I hope there's a... Uh, can we get a class action lawsuit going? <laughs> I, want my, I want my reparations, damn it. Fucking IRS and fuck you, Obama, too. At least until the... This from uh, Tom Fitton. Um, I believe it was today. <clears throat> you going to play or the what? Administration. There we go. Uh, and I still think the Obama corruption issues were, are bigger than we face with Biden. Biden probably has more personal corruption issues than Obama did. Uh, but uh, in terms of policy and government abuse of power, uh, I think Obama still has Biden beat. And uh, specifically, I'm highlighting uh, the Obama IRS scandal, uh, which was the precursor in many ways to the attacks on Trump and the spying and the smearing of Trump and the illicit targeting of him. Uh, what happened with the Obama IRS scandal was they used Obama and uh, his colleagues in Congress, pressured the IRS after this Citizens United decision that expanded the ability of citizens to participate in elections. 
uh, they used the IRS to suppress those citizens that wanted to participate in elections, namely the Tea Party movement, which was the most significant uh, civil society movement in modern American history in terms of activating uh, citizens uh, to uh, seek policies in accordance with limited government. And this Tea Party movement after the 2010 uh, debacle for Democrats in the House were seen as a dire threat to President uh, Obama's reelection campaign. You're fucking a right we so are. So what happened was they needed to suppress the Tea Party movement. And what did they do? They used the IRS to do it. And uh, Judicial Watch has done more than anyone uh, to uncover the key details of this egregious abuse of power by Barack Obama. And one of the key officials involved in that abuse was Lois Lerner, who was uh, the head of the subsection of the IRS agency responsible for handling the IRS applications of uh, political-oriented groups, or frankly just charitable groups, who wanted to be involved in public policy issues. And what they were doing was they were slow walking and stonewalling these groups' application requests, uh, even though they technically, in many cases, didn't have to apply to the IRS, because they were good American citizens and conservatives in the small c sense of the word, they thought they should file the application process. The left doesn't bother with that, because they didn't need to. And, and, and in punishment for being good citizens, they just denied and stalled their uh, request for, uh, to begin these Tea Party movement groups. And as a result, the Tea Party movement was viciously suppressed and disappeared in the 2012 elections. And as I said, that's how you, say, that's how you steal an election in plain sight, by suppressing your political opposition. Nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. There was also a lot of infiltration and a lot of uh, money that came into the movement at a time when we were we were really making some waves, and um, that shit just fucking we somehow we can't we can't uh, let our egos get in the way. Um, but the it, it was it was a targeted attack exactly. <laughs> it was not an accident. It was a targeted attack. I can't wait to see the entire renegade administration in George Trump suits and handcuffs. I fucking hope so. They deserve it. Fucking piece of shit. They, you should have seen how far they go. They they send they they send uh, cute guys after your wife too. That's how fucking far these people go. Yeah. Luckily, my wife's amazing. Vermont Senator Pat Leahy undergoes emergency surgery for a broken hip, and I just have a question. I saw Jim Watkins post this. What in the in the uh, chance talking about this? What what does that leave the uh, the Senate at forty nine to fifty Republican controlled Senate now? <laughs> I wish Patrick Leahy a a quick recovery. <laughs> uh, prayers for our Nazi enemies, especially uh, Pat Leahy. <laughs> Just you have to pray for your Nazi enemies, okay? No bad energy. But um, hmm. interesting time to be alive, is it not? We'll see what happens on that front. China completes a scientific exploration of Mars, they say. And they release some mind-blowing images. I, being the ultimate skeptic of things like this, want to see them. <laughs> I'm like, yeah? Did you now? Let me see. <laughs> 
China Spaceflight announcing uh, Tinwen-1 or Orbiter has obtained global medium resolution images of Mars after 1,344 orbits in 706 days. And here you go. Let's see. What do we got here? We have what appears to be Mars. <laughs> um, let me see here. What the... <laughs> I don't know what I'm looking at, all right? Give me a <laughs> uh, Let's see. China's first Mars mission begins next month. China's space flight enters orbit around Mars. China's Mars rover travels 450 meters, spots its own parachute. So thanks, Hillary, for uh, and Barack Obama for being the traitors that you are. And now uh, China supposedly... Going to Mars as if we don't have enough uh, problems in the world. <laughs> can I go to another planet and have a problem with them? Tear two? Fuck. Can we, limit, can we just limit the Chinese to one planet problem? <laughs> They're a big enough fucking problem on Earth. Get back over here. Get back to Earth. You little fucking slant eyed fuckers. You, you guys are a big enough problem on this planet. <clears throat> Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> this fucking world, dude. Uh, Toy Squirrel, thanks for the new follow over there on Twitch. I appreciate you now, and just unfollowed me. <laughs> uh, appreciate you guys being there today. All right, let me keep it moving here. From living American Medal of Honor winner to uh, the, the the final living American Medal of Honor winner from World War II has passed away. Um, I wanted to make sure I got this covered today. The greatest generation is indeed fading away. The final living American who received the Congressional Medal of Honor for heroism in World War II passed away on Wednesday. Herschel Woody Williams was 98 years old. According to the Marine Corps Times, he was awarded the Medal of Honor for acts of heroin in the Battle of Iwo Jima in February of 1945. Williams landed on the heavily fortified Pacific Island in the 3rd Marine Division as a demolition sergeant. The West Virginia Natives Medal of Honor citation described how he fought desperately for hours under terrific enemy small arms fire and repeatedly returned his own lines to prepare demolition charges and obtained uh, serviced flamethrowers. The Marine rifle, uh, the Marine advanced alone on a superior Japanese positions covered only by four riflemen. Wow. There you go. So uh, one of the greatest of a generation um, has we've lost another today as uh, as the wheel of time continues to turn, as they say, let's check in with um, telegram here and see what's going on. If there's anything new happening out there, let's see. Tracy beans has this a uh, discussion about uh, Dr. Z and a tribute as well. Heavy in the hearts and the minds of the alternative news community because uh, guys like him in a, in a world like this are few and far between, it seems like. So lots of tributes out there on Telegram today for uh, for Dr. Dzolenko. Uh Let's see here. Election Wizard, uh, official recession, it looks like, finally has been declared. U.S. stocks have suffered their worst first half drop in more than 50 years. That's what happens when you steal an election and then you try to 
initiate the great reset all planned and on purpose it's going to be interesting to see how this shit plays itself out uh let's see oh babylon's beast satan responds to roll versus wayne <laughs> how much time do we have we could play that i've been wanting to see it actually chief nerd has that all right i'll go back to him if we have time uh more discussions about um or tributes to uh, Dr. Zelenko from Kanika out there today. Zero Hedge, new stuff that I haven't seen yet. The Jaws of Trade Squeeze, the supply chain, indeed. First half, FUBAR stocks worse than 60 years. <laughs> My, uh, Micron plunges after catastrophic guidance confirms worst fears. Recently, the industry's demand and environment has weakened. Hmm. Micron having a hard time. That was a time to get in on Micron, actually. That's, <laughs> that's a buy-the-dip one right there. The Astonishing Implications of Schedule F. Uh, thanks, Zero Hedge, for that. I have no idea what that means. Tesla's Texas Gigafactory reportedly outputting 5,000 vehicles per week. Damn. 5,000 a week? <laughs> when Elon says he's got his, he had his supply chain or his, uh, his uh, line figured out, apparently he's not kidding. Oh, wow. Biden and G7 push world into a nightmare scenario? Yes. The Fed quietly handing out $250 million to a handful of happy recipients every day? Huh? How's that happen? Uh, the reserves market. Uh, let's see. Sydney Powell has a couple of new ones. Uh, the, the one we just talked about, about the mail-in ballots, the ballot cracking. She's got that up there. And then Supreme Court issues ruling on the Biden administration's efforts to end the Trump era remain in Mexico. Yes, the executive has full authority to decide immigration laws because our laws are a fucking disaster. Uh, let's see. Seth Keschel has a RIP. You withstood the pressure to fold up and sit down and shined. Indeed. Uh, lots of tributes out there today for Dr. Solenko for sure. Uh, let's see. Anything new from Washington Pundit? Uh, statement from passing away from Dr. Zelenko from General Flynn as well. Looking kind of quiet out there today. Maybe we'll go watch that Satan thing from the Babylon Bee. I kind of wanted to see it. D. Slopes having a, a rough day today. God bless him. Prayers up for, uh, for D. Slopes. Clarence Thomas heroically resists leftist attacks and exposes the real racist. A new article in Becker News. <clears throat> Hazley fans walked out of her Phoenix, Arizona show on Sunday. She said she had to leave if they supported the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Huh. Congratulations. Somebody with a backbone. God bless her. South Carolina, South Dakota became the first state to eliminate concealed carry fees. Bonus. Brian Cates uh, feed here. Just checking in. Supreme Court has ordered lower courts to vacate their decisions blocking pro-life laws in Indiana and Arizona and Arkansas. Uh, Supreme Court has overturned mag bans, assault weapons bans, and carry ban. The Ninth Circuit now has to apply the text history and tradition to those anti-gun laws. We told you that was coming. Jackpot, that finally hit out there. Toria dropping that one out there today. SCOTUS issues in order to grant, vacate, and remand uh, GVR sent to the lower courts for a ruling consistent with Bruin. Ha <laughs> ha! Jackpot. That is awesome. So we knew that was coming. So there goes your dumbass executive orders, uh, Biden. Those are all going to be declared unconstitutional now as well. That's great news. Good find, uh, Tutoria and Brian Cates getting that one out there today. That's a great find today. 
Uh, who cares about Lynn Wood? Fuck him, dude. Um, SWAT situation in Cincinnati is over. <laughs> what the hell is this? Things we see from Sky Fox. I'm not sure if this is Doctor's Evil Base or GRU's. Oh wow, there are a bunch of drones on there. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, let's see here. Storm has arrived. A matter of days. The Supreme Court. <laughs> it's time to unstack it and expand the Supreme Court. Shut up, shifthead. No one cares what you have to say. Vigilant Fox. Several tributes as well to Dr. Zelenko. Uh, let's see what's new from the Western Journal here. Biden jumps the gun again. Mansion Cinema will not end the filibuster. We have some backbones up in D.C. still. That's good to see. Teacher dies trying to save a team from dangerous water conditions. Damn. <laughs> I'm going to leave that one alone. Uh, let's see. There's the January 6th we watched when we watched from Lara Logan. Uh, Del Bigtree responds to um, calling the masses meaningless, worthless people. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Brown, January 6th political prisoner. Obama added unconventional war. Indeed, it is a very exactly what's going on. That's what they're doing. No doubt about it. Daniel Horowitz suspended from Twitter. Jeez. Let's see. What is um, fear? Slate, a Slate article from Just Human. It's hard to overstate the danger of the voting case the Supreme Court just agreed to hear. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Welcome to the real world of, of constitutional law, you scumbags. If <laughs> Margaret Sanger was an ab early abortion zealot, uh, yes, Margaret Sanger, the great link to um, the radical left. That's about it. That's about all I see. How much time we got? 15 minutes left? All right, let's watch the... Um, <laughs> the satan thing um i haven't seen it yet so i wanted to kind of see that and uh it's about four minutes long and then we'll just kind of hang out with you guys and see what else is going on i still got the fccd and department of justice out there today too but uh as you can see besides the supreme court stuff today kind of a quiet day today but here is uh <laughs> babylon b <laughs> Uh, satan addressed satan responds to roe versus wade overturn here you go let's check it out Thank you all for coming down here today. I hope it's not too hot. You can always turn the thermostat down a couple thousand degrees if anyone gets uncomfortable. Mmm. Kale flavor is my favorite. As you all know, the team and I suffered a uh, big defeat this week with um, the overturn of Roe v. Wade. We went out there, we, we gave it our all. Uh, we had a fantastic offensive game, but ultimately the good guys and... Uh, and Justice Roberts came in clutch. Played a better game. So let's uh, let's take some questions. Uh, you, you there with the teeth. Satan, it seemed like you had it in the bag with Roe on lockdown for 50 years. What went wrong out there? Yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you, thank you for the question. Um, you know, we got to look on the bright side here. We we put up some incredible numbers. Over 60 million PBAs. That's preborn babies aborted for the late person. It's an absolute world record. Uh, yeah, I can't take all the credit though. This is a team sport, and uh, you got an incredible team. You know, you got Planned Parenthood, Moloch, Nancy Pelosi, 
They all made this possible. It didn't go the way that we uh, wanted this time. But in the end, we still have a championship team of demons, devils, and Democrats out there. And you know, there's always, uh, there's always next season. Excuse me, the devil, uh, what are your plans for the Hell franchise going forward? Yeah. Excellent question. Uh, obviously, this is a rebuilding year for us. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna build back better. And uh, we have some great up-and-coming prospects. We got Kamala Harris. Uh, you've heard her uh, demonic cackle. Of course, it's one of the best in the game. It scares even me sometimes. <laughs> you know. Uh, of course, we got all the the progressive Christians out there. Uh, we got the guy from Green Day. We got Pink now, and of course the Republicans with the weak defensive game. So thanks, Mitt. Um, you know they let us remain dominant, killing babies for over 50 years. And let's not forget, we still have we still have California and New York in, in, in the bag, putting up incredible numbers in the child sacrifice department. Anything else you can tease for the fans out there? Well, uh, let's see. Well, while our abortion game will be down for a while, we've got some great stuff lined up. So we're going to be rolling out another Amy Schumer comedy special. <laughs> okay. um, we've got an even flimsier paper straw debuting next year. And we're putting more extremely long, unskippable cutscenes in video games. You know, the ones with the sudden QT sequences where you've got to mash X or you instantly die. You have to watch the whole thing again. <laughs> That's a classic. Uh, uh, so, you know, uh, don't count us out. Um, anyway, uh, i got to make an appearance at a family-friendly drag show in Texas. No more questions, okay? This press conference is over. And, oh, and, and Beelzebub, uh, release the bees. Wait, what? Bees? <laughs> There's so many people helped us through the years. Margaret Sanger, Alyssa Milano, shout out to my homegirl, uh, Michelle Obama out there, thanks for the support. Let's see, Jen Hatmaker, uh, Rachel Hollis, uh, the absolute goat, Kermit Gosnell, uh, pretty much every Hollywood actor, uh, except for that, uh, that guy who played Frazier, uh, uh, Joe Biden's handlers, uh, all the Republican congressmen uh, who've gotten their mistresses pregnant, uh, and the ladies from my favorite television show of all time, The View. I do great work. Oh, and Steve. Well, greetings, YouTube. Beep pop, beep pop. Our reading show that you must like, subscribe, ring the bell, and comment. Oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> Battle on B right there. Holy shit, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh it is <laughs> it is kind of like a a weird sense of humor for sure but it is hilarious <clears throat> please don't watch this hillary hillary's sex scene read aloud on cbs in front of her the viewers are horrified what the fuck When the headline says, please don't watch this, I'm almost like, okay, what? There's a love story in the middle of that, too, and I'm curious about who wrote this line. Do you know which one I'm going to read? <laughs> Felt his naked white skin. Yeah, no. No, thank you. <laughs> Hard pass on that one. Oh, uh, I forgot about this. COVID, famous COVID doctor reveals what's really going on. Um, damn, I got exactly 10 minutes. This is the uh, the full um, Dr. Zelenko, and in the uh, 
Yeah, I'm not watching that shit. In the guise of uh, Dr. Zelenko, heavy-hearted today, let's watch this to finish up the show here today, guys. Thanks for hanging out with me here today. Marshall, I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, I can get a guest to come by tomorrow and come hang out with us. Uh, open open, uh, open line Friday, so anybody who wants to call in and come hang out. But uh, I'm looking for somebody specific to see if maybe he would uh, like to come back and, and have a discussion about what his plans are for the near future. Uh, I can hint that with... Uh, with this one more day methods looks like he may be coming back tomorrow <clears throat> I know that he has had a rough time with regards to his sudden popularity and things like that <clears throat> um, check it out methods coming back tomorrow there comes a time when the page just turns, the focus shifts, and the new chapter begins. And if it's uh, any expectation, I am guarantee you it's probably going to be interesting. All right, we're going to finish off today with Inspired. Um, the famous COVID doctor reveals what's really going on. This is what, uh, set what made him, um, be, uh, so popular out there in so many ways. First of all, I want to thank God for this moment. What I believe is going on in this generation is a war between two systems of thought. One system being the, that we're made in God's image and that life has sanctity, we have human rights, and as such, it's God's purview how many of us live on the planet, how long we live, if we live free. The other system of thought, which could be rooted in Darwin's uh, survival of the fittest or eugenics, probably started with the serpent in the Garden of Eden, but that system of thought believes that there is a hierarchy in humanity, that some people are better than others, and inevitably that reverts to three types of uh, categories of people. One is the, the super, superman, like Kant would say, the ubermensch, then there's the human, the mensch, and the untermensch, the subhuman. Now, if that sounds familiar, that's because around 80 years ago, the Nazi ideology was built upon that type of system. The Nazis believed that they were descendants of Aryan gods. They believed that the Anglo-Saxons should be enslaved and serve them, and the subhumans, which I belong to, Slavs, the handicapped, political prisoners and so on, gypsies, they were meant to be thrown into ovens and become dust. Now, that ideology did not go away. It's just resurfaced now, but it's not anti-Semitic. It's completely rooted in something else. The elite, so to speak, they think they're evolved. I, I think they're devolved. What they believe is that because of their wealth, power, intellectual uh, superiority, so they think, that that gives them the right to decide how many of us should be on the planet, how long we should live, who should be free, and so on. And so if you notice, any totalitarian dictatorship, the first thing they try to do is get rid of houses of worship. And it's very simple why, because if I bow down to God, I'm not going to bow down to them. 
And so what's happening, the mechanism that they're using is fear. There's a global mass psychosis where these depraved animals, what they've done is use the media and created a false narrative that has led us to be living in chronic anxiety and fear and human isolation. If anyone studied psychological warfare, you'll know that those two points, anxiety and human isolation, will cause most people to decompensate psychologically and become very vulnerable and gullible and easy to manipulate. And then they offered the false golden calf of this, so to speak, as a false promise. And people gravitate towards it as a short-term measure to relieve their anxiety. It's not intellectual, it's purely emotional. And if you challenge someone, even the most intellectual people, but who have fallen into this trap, if you challenge them, they become belligerent because what you're really doing is bringing them back into that anxiety state that they so deathly don't want to be in. So the, the reality here is I'm a big fan of King David and his Psalms, and he gives a very good prescription for life. He says, turn away from bad, do good, and live. You know, we live, we thought we used to live in freedom. And you know, freedom isn't free. We were free, or we thought we were free, because of the sacrifices of the previous generations. The question is, will our children be free? And the answer depends, are we willing to sacrifice? This is our storming the beaches of Normandy moment. This generation has been tasked with, with the ability and the responsibility of looking at the primordial serpent right in the eye and saying no and decapitating him. And the only reason why this has happened is because we're letting it happen. Because there's many more of us than them. And the tactic of the enemy is to scare us and divide us. And when we're divided, that's when they could pounce at us in sections. And the, the answer, the solution to that is to rise up in hopefully nonviolent civil disobedience, reject all tyranny, reject the dictates of the demented puppet in the White House, and realize that we are fighting a well-entrenched enemy that has a head start. However, we have something they don't have, which is called the God Scaler. This is a David versus Goliath Amen. situation, and we are the David. Collective humanity of God consciousness. The enemy wants to destroy God consciousness. We have to go in the opposite direction. We need to instill into our children basic morality. And what I mean by that is we should take our children out of public schools. For many years, the public school system has attempted to destroy the souls of our children by teaching them depravity, normalizing depravity. Many of you know that there were two cities in the Bible that were destroyed, Saddam and Gomorrah. And the question is asked, why were they destroyed? So one answer is because they were immoral, but that, that's not the answer, because every place was immoral. What was so unique about them? So they, one of the answers is they, they normalized immorality. They made it the law of the land. And that is a way of saying, God, we don't want you here. We reject you. And so we need to go in a completely opposite direction. We take our children out of the spiritual danger that they're in in the public school system, and now the physical danger. According to the World Homicide Organization, they issued a, a decree that 
if your children are in school, that's implied informed consent, meaning that you could have prevented your children from going to school. The fact that you didn't and they're in school means that you are giving consent. So now they're attacking not only the souls, but the bodies of our children. You know, in decent societies, parents sacrifice themselves for the well-being of their children. This is a biblical war. This is a war that goes from the very beginning of creation itself. But we could reject it. We could say no. We can turn to God. And here's my advice. Creation is dynamic. It's every instant of time is an act of recreation. What that means is you're not alone. That means God is making you. And if he's making you, he's with you. So we know that anxiety, fear, only lives in the psychological and emotional space where the consciousness of God is absent. If you fill that void with God consciousness, by the way, it's hard work. To be mindful of the divine constantly is hard work. But so what? This is what's necessary in order to withstand this onslaught on the human soul, on the collective human soul, on the collective human goodness and the fact that we made in his image. So my blessing to, to the whole world, to all decent people, is rise up. This hill is worth dying on. It's time for us, this generation, to pay the price so that our children could live with God consciousness, with freedom, and be able to thrive. And whether or not that will happen is directly correlated to what we do now, today. And so it is my sincere prayer and hope that like-minded, God-consciousness and people should collate together into cities of refuge, of decency. And even though the majority of the world are continents of tyranny, I know that, but nevertheless, a little light pushes away a lot of darkness. We all come from the same source. My, my four-year-old daughter one time told me, Daddy, you're my brother. I said, what do you mean? She goes, well, God is my father and he's your father. So we're all brothers and sisters and we all are made in the image of God. We all are given the gift of consciousness, the gift of free choice. And we should all use that gift in the right way by choosing to put on the yoke of heaven and take the yoke of our own fears and the yoke of other people's evil agendas off of us. Because there's only one type of free person in the world, that's someone who chooses to be a servant of God. Amen. And with that, I want to say much love and God bless you all. God bless Dr. Zelenko and his family. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.